Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and welcome to Shear Jeshub, a Bible study program brought to you by the fellowship of Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My name is Patty Scalzo, and in today's broadcast, my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing our study on heavenly authority. At the end of the program, I will be giving you an address where you can contact us. So have a paper and pencil close by. But for now, please open your Bibles and let's go into the study. We uh, pick up today in the book of Judges, and we're in chapter 4. We ended off last time in the middle of the account of Deborah. You remember how in verse 14 of chapter 4, Deborah said to Barak, Up, for this is the day in which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. And the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and all his army with the edge of the sword from Barak. And Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot. But Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Harocheth, Hagoyim, and all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword, and not a man was left. So she has to get him going again. Get up, up. And you see how Deborah has to continue to make Barak do what he's supposed to do to go out and destroy the troops of Sisera. And you see men like Barak, how they make it essential for the Lord to use women like Deborah. Because he won't go by himself. He won't do what the Lord has told him to do himself. So this prophetess, this judge of God, has to constantly push him to do the right thing. And uh, they destroy the army of Sisera, not a man was left. And then verse 17, however, Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heba, the Kenite. For there was peace between Jabin, king of Hazor, and the house of Heba, the Kenite. Now, remember, Jabin is the king of Canaan. He's a Canaanite. And we mentioned last time, it was interesting that Heba, the Kenite, gives information to Sisera to tell him that the armies of Barak are gathered together. In verse 12, had gone up to Mount Tabor. He said, well, why is he doing that? Because the Kenites are descendants of Moses' father-in-law. And they come into the promised land with the Israelites. And they settle there. Heba is the son of Hobab, and Hobab is the brother-in-law of Moses. And they're friendly to the Israelites, and the Israelites are friendly to them, and yet he's giving information to Sisera about the Israelites. Remember the prophecy that Deborah had that the Lord would pull Sisera into this also. The Lord wants this confrontation. This confrontation will deliver Israel. So Deborah is telling Barak to go and get the troops ready, and the Lord uses this friendly relationship. We're told here, for there was peace between Jabin, king of Hazor, and the house of Heba the Kenite. 
So he uses that friendship to give information to Sisera so that he goes out also and there's going to be this battle and Sisera's troops lose. Heba was making friends with the Canaanites, even though originally they were aligned, the Kenites were aligned with the Israelites. He's making friends with the Canaanites, but ultimately God will use it because his wife is not so friendly towards the Canaanites. And this is what happens. And Jael, Jael is Heba's wife, went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Turn aside, my lord. Remember, all his troops, he's so powerful, they're 900 chariots, all their men, they way outnumber the Israelites from Zebulun and Naphtali. And he's all left by himself. All his men are destroyed. And he goes there, and Jael says to him, this woman says to him, Turn aside, my lord. Turn aside to me. Do not fear. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with a blanket. So the mighty Sisera, the commander of the army, is hiding there in this woman's tent with a blanket over him. And then he said to her, please, give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. Well, the battle's been long, and he's thirsty. What does she do? So she opened the jug of milk. Now, he asked for water, and she gave him milk. Uh, gave him a drink and covered him. And there you have the mighty Sisera hidden under a blanket and the woman gives him some milk, like a little kid, right before he goes to bed. Well, she gives him milk. Why? Water would not make him tired, but that milk, you know, is going to make him, it's like a, having a midnight snack, a cup of milk, it's going to make him tired and he'll fall asleep. Like a little kid, he's there under the blanket, this man who had slaughtered Israelites. Verse 20, she covered him, verse 19, and he said to her, verse 20, Stand at the door of the tent, and if any man comes and inquires of you and says, Is there any man here? You shall say no. Then Jael, Heba's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple and it went down into the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, and so he died. The honor that Barak was supposed to receive in the battle, the victory he was supposed to have over Sisera, the ultimate victory is taken out of his hand because he won't do the total obedience unto God. He needs Deborah to tell him. He needs Deborah to push him. And he says, I won't go unless you come with me. And he makes her come to the battlefield with him. And so the honor will not be given to him. It's given to this woman who through subterfuge kills Sisera. Some people are very prideful about their position, their power, their strength, but even the most powerful have to sleep. Really, every human being is weak. There's always a point of tiredness, of weakness, and everybody's vulnerable. You can imagine this commander, how strong he felt about himself, how indestructible. And here he is hiding in a tent, hoping this woman, who he thinks is a friend because her husband has become friendly with Jabin, his king, he believes she's going to protect him by lying to the Israelites that he's not there, and instead she lies to him. She's still friendly to the Israelites, as was the grandfather of her husband, and she comes in, and it's by a woman's hand. He dies not on the honor of a battlefield, this warrior. He dies without honor by treachery and trickery, and even the powerful get tired and must sleep.
and he's killed. And it says, verse 22, And then, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, Come, I will show you the man whom you seek. And when he went into a tent, there lay Sisera dead with the pagan in his temple. Verse 23, So on that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, in the presence of the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel grew stronger and stronger against Jabin, king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. The destruction of the army, then there's the destruction of the army's leader, and ultimately Jabin, the king himself, is destroyed, and this enemy of Israel is taken away. Come, she says, I will show you the man whom you seek. Deborah had said to him, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking, for the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. So the prophecy of Deborah was correct. Barak would not receive the honor. Jael received the honor of the destruction of this commander. And in a spiritual sense, Sisera, this man who looks so strong, is a type of the devil. And you know, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, it talks about the enmity between the woman and the devil and how the Lord gives a curse to the serpent. He says, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and hers. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And that's one of the first prophecies about Messiah coming from the seed of a woman. How God would use the woman to bring forth the seed who would destroy Satan. And here you have the enmity between the Sisera and this Jael and how she takes and she's actively involved in destroying this enemy of the Israelites and the role, remember we're talking about Deborah because we're speaking about the judges and authority and we're going to go forward then and look at the authority position of women in the New Testament and you see here that Sisera as a type of the enemy as a type of the devil the role this woman is playing in his destruction it's because of Barak's hesitance that God brings a completed victory to Israel through a woman. It starts his work through Deborah the prophetess and then it ends with Jael. And women are actively used in the New Testament to aid in Satan's defeat. That prophecy I mentioned a moment ago in Genesis 3.15 is fulfilled in Mary, the young virgin who says, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. In response to the angel's revelation that she would bear Messiah, at a time where it was a dangerous thing to be a young woman pregnant without a husband. And she says, Yet behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And she becomes the willing instrument to bring forth Messiah into the world. And here you have an example of one woman that puts a tent peg through the head of the enemy by her obedience. And we know we'll see how the women supported Jesus in his ministry, and we'll speak about the women at the tomb who were really the first evangelists. But let's just go on here a moment. In chapter 5, there's this beautiful song, and we won't go through the whole song, 
then Deborah and Barak, the son of Abenoam, sang on that day, saying, When leaders lead in Israel, now if you have a King James, the first part of verse 2 of chapter 5 might be rendered a little different. All the rest of the translations render it the same way. When leaders lead in Israel, when the people willingly or voluntarily offer themselves, bless the Lord. That's when you have victory. When leaders lead and the people willingly offer themselves, bless the Lord. That's when there's victory against the enemy. When you have leaders that are willing to take their role, Barak finally got up and did what he was supposed to do. He led. Deborah was obedient to the voice of God from the beginning, and she judged Israel. When the leaders do what they're supposed to do, and they're not afraid, and they stand up and they lead the troops into battle, and the people are willing, they're not fighting against the leaders, they're not hesitant, but they want the victory also. When the people are volunteers, when the people are willing, bless the Lord, then mighty things are going to happen. Thank you for listening to the program today. It is always a joy to study God's Word. If you would like to write to us or help support the evangelical outreach of our church, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, Post Office Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us next time for Sheer Jeshub.